0: Thank you so much for tuning in to our Stolen Lunches podcast. We're going to dive into our 6 a.m. prayer, where we like to start the day inspired and collective as a community. So for more details and to send your prayer requests, log on to StolenLunches.org. Good morning, family. My name is Stephanie, and I am honored to have the opportunity to open God's Word with you today. Whenever you guys jump on, if you will, please be sure to mute yourself. Um, We will open up the lines at the very end for our prayer requests. And if you're new to Stolen Lunches and this is your first time here, I just want to say welcome. We are glad to have you. And for those of you who don't know, we actually have a podcast where all of our calls and our Bible studies are uploaded. So if you happen to miss one of those, you can always go and check out the Stolen Lunches podcast And then feel free to download, subscribe, and if it has blessed you, um, we would love to hear from you. So leave a review. And now before I jump into scripture, I do have one announcement for us. This weekend on Saturday, April 3rd, we are having our Give Back campaign, and it's called the Give uh, Blessing Bags Challenge. And Go to our website. You can check out all about it. But this is a time uh, where we are leading a movement where we are packing blessing bags all across the United States, from Florida to here in Charlotte, New York, L.A., and even up in Canada. We are uh, taking Saturday, and we are challenging different people from all different states to join us in truly being the hands and feet of Christ by packing uh, blessing bags to help our neighbors. If you've never heard of it, go check out our website. There's a tab. It's called Give Blessing Bags. And you can click on there and find out more about it. And if you are interested in creating a Give Blessing Bags campaign in your own city, you can do so. There's a link that you can uh, go to and fill out all the information. We would love to have you. Now, before I jump in, let's go ahead and pray. God, thank you. Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for another opportunity to get it right. Lord, I pray that as I speak, Lord, that you would speak through me, that I would be able to convey exactly what you've placed on my heart. Lord, I surrender this time to you. I surrender myself to you, Lord, Lord, Allow me to speak the words that your people need to hear. God, move and do what only you can do. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I know it's Monday morning, but let's go ahead and dive into the scripture. And I'm excited to share with you something that I've been processing and kind of working through in my own life. And I pray that it encourages you and it blesses you in some way. So go ahead, grab your notes. You're going to need this to refer back to at some point. And a few weeks ago, I I led this prayer call, and I talked about some fundamental truths to becoming battle ready. Well, today, I'm going to talk about a few keys in how to perceive your battle. And that's the title of today's devotion. Nothing fancy, just how to perceive your battle. How to Perceive Your Battle. If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and open to 1 Samuel 17. And if you know anything about 1 Samuel 17, this is the story where we get David and Goliath. This is an epic battle, one of the most famous battles throughout the Bible. And you, you hear this term all the time, and some people would say it without even really knowing where this came from. But announcers will say, especially in sports, they'll say, oh, this is a true David versus Goliath type of matchup. And with this being so relevant, you know, we each have our own David versus Goliath type of battle that we're, we're facing. I don't even have to name it because you know deep down the battle that you're going through, the trials, the valley, you already know what what you're going through. But today, I'm going to give you some keys to perceiving your battle. We're going to be picking up in verse 33. And I highly recommend reading this entire chapter. Uh, There's just so much in this. And with what little bit of time we have today, uh, I'm only going to be able to dissect a few parts, but I think it's going to bless you. So 1 Samuel 17, Verse thirty three. And this is Saul, he's talking to David at this point, and David has been kind of chosen to go out and face Goliath. And he's faced some faced some pushback from it. But this is what Saul this is what Saul says to David. Saul replied. You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. This part is so powerful because Saul thought David was disqualified because of his young age, his size, and inexperience. And, you know, this shows that Saul was perceiving the battle purely in a natural outward terms. You know, that outward tell of the tape says that there is no way David could win. There's no way. But God. But the tell of God's tape said there was no way David could lose. See, what David just received was news so what is what is news you ask you know so let's take note of this news is current events it's what we see in the bottom ticker of ESPN or any news outlet news is the diagnosis the doctor's report news is finding out that you've lost your job or you didn't get the promotion, or you didn't even get the interview. This is news. And in this passage, we have Saul who is looking at David through his fleshly fleshly eyes. He doesn't take into account that David is anointed. He has a proven track record of winning battles. And in verse thirty-four we get to hear David's response to the news he just heard. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Okay, David. I see you coming out here spitting some bars of truth. Come through with that. Y'all, David was a straight-up gangster. And he just made it plain to Saul, and he is making it plain to us, that when someone delivers news to you, you turn around and you hit them with the truth. And what is truth? You know, we talk about news as news as being the current event, the doctor's diagnosis, you know, the report. But truth? See, truth puts God in the picture. Truth factors in the supernatural. The news does it. Truth operates in a spiritual realm. Truth works in the unseen and orchestrates all the details and positions us to receive God's blessings even when we don't deserve it. Truth factors in God's favor and grace. Something else that I'm learning about the truth, something that I'm learning about God is that he counts every tear that I've cried. He knows the pain and the aching of my heart. He notices the doubt in my mind and the worry upon my lips. God's truth is the only thing that can sustain us in our biggest of battles, in our deepest of valleys. This is truth. So how do we perceive our battles? I'm going to give you three points. The first one is looking through the lens of truth. Saul viewed David through the lens of news, but we must view our battles through the lens of truth just like David did. Point number one, look through the lens of truth. God, give us your eyes to see. Point number two, remember God's faithfulness. Something that David did, and I don't know if you caught it in those previous verses, David recounted and remembered God's faithfulness. He spoke it out. Sometimes the devil will try to rob you of your joy, of your peace, by causing you to forget the things that God has already done for you, the things and the places where God has been faithful in the past, the devil will try to rob you of those things so that you feel powerless. But don't let the devil do that. See, even David said, when I was defending the sheep, when I rescued the lost lamb, God was faithful in those battles, and he's going to be faithful again. And it was through those times that God was preparing David It was through those times that David's faith was strengthened and his relationship with Christ was taken to another level. God is doing the same thing for you and I. It's through our battles and it is through our trials that our faith is on display. When people look at us, what do they see? I want God, I want people to see my faithfulness to Christ and through my battles, me speaking of God's faithfulness and declaring and believing what he's done in the past. Faithfulness. The last point, point number three, declare the battle is won. That's what we have to do. And you'll see this in in the same scripture, 1 Samuel 17. We're jumping down to to verse 45 now. So this is when David is standing face-to-face with Goliath. Verse 45, David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know That there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give all of you into our hands. I love the confidence that David has coming into his battle, knowing and believing that. His God is going to make a way, even when it looks like there's no way. And in this last verse, it says, for the battle is the Lord's. The battle belongs to the Lord. And that's where our focus must be. When we are in our battles, how do we perceive it? Well, our eyes have got to be on Christ. Because when our eyes are on him, every need is met. Every detail is orchestrated. Every ounce of strength that we need will be supplied. So how do we perceive this battle? Point number one, look through the lens of truth. Point number two, remember God's faithfulness. The last and final point is declare the battle is one, and that should get you excited because it is when we declare who God is that God intervenes in the miraculous ways. So I'm going to leave you with this question. Are you perceiving your battle through the lens of news or the lens of truth? Let's pray. God, as as we start this week, may we take every thought captive and make it obedient to you. May whatever report, diagnosis, information, and news that we receive be viewed through through your lens of truth, God. Remind us of your word, remind us of your faithfulness, your love, your mercy your grace. Father, help us to not only see our battles through your eyes, but to also see our brothers and sisters through your lens. Help us to be aware of their battles. Help us to hear their experience and listen and understand their pain. May we mourn with those who mourn and weep with those who weep lament with those who lament. Father, may we be not only strengthened for our own battles, but also be able to encourage and edify others just like Aaron and Ur upheld and supported Moses. God, we declare that the battle belongs to you we declare victory today. We declare that you are doing a new thing today. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God, that today your mercies are new and that on today, God, you are making a way. Lord, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for tuning into our 6 a.m. prayer. Again, you can join us every Monday and Wednesday at 6 a.m. Eastern. For more details, stolenlunches.org.